In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... I really want to lose three pounds. Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. Diet starts tomorrow. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. I want to quit the gym. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. With hosts Aileen Cooperman... Joey doesn't share food! ...and Sammy Fishbein. Whatever, I'm getting cheese fries. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. I'm Aileen. And today we are joined by Dr. Deirdre Barrett, Harvard professor and author of The Committee of Sleep, who will be talking to us about COVID-related dreams. Welcome. Um, Hi, nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for doing this. I mean, we've been talking about dreams for so long, like just like random things that we have. And now I feel like so many people are talking about how their dreams during this pandemic have become so vivid and so strange. And it was so cool kind of to read that that's not just us and that's kind of everyone else is kind of feeling the same way. And um, that actually there are professionals who know something about it. So welcome to this podcast. We're really excited to talk about this. Yeah, I think there are two two phenomena going on. One is what you see in any crisis that that kind of stirs up people's dream life psychologically and you get a lot more anxiety dreams, many of them about the actual events. But the one thing that's really unique to this is that in most crises, people end up getting less sleep. But in this one, the average person is getting more because of the lockdown orders, the furloughs from work and school. Um, even if someone's having a little anxious insomnia, they, once they get to sleep, they can sleep in, they can take naps. So I think we go around a little bit chronically sleep deprived and we're catching up on sleep right now. And so we have a big rebound in our dream life. That's really interesting. Um, so you recently did a survey about people's dreams during this pandemic. So what were some of your biggest findings? Well, my survey is specifically about dreams people think are about the pandemic. So it's not picking up on what I just mentioned about just how dreams are more frequent and more vivid in general, but I'm looking at ones that, that are dreamed about some aspect of the pandemic. So I'm seeing clusters of content there. Uh, a lot of people simply dream about getting the virus. They're having trouble breathing. They're spiking a fever. Or it can be really dreamlike. There was one woman who looked down at her stomach and saw blue stripes on it. And in her dream, she remembered that that's what medical authorities say is the first sign of the COVID-19 virus. So she realized she had it. Um, and then there are... Uh, metaphors that don't reference the virus at all, of which bugs are the most common. I've just seen dozens and dozens and dozens of bug attack dreams, uh, swarms of flying insects and masses of wriggling worms and giant grasshoppers with vampire fangs and bed bugs attacking people. And 
I think that our word bug for, you know, for slang, I have a bug means I have a virus. I think that's part of why bugs stand in for the virus, but in a deeper sense, just lots of little things that cumulatively could kill you, um, make them a good metaphor. Then there are a few of every kind of metaphor of every bad thing imaginable happening. Do you work with any sort of like dream interpretation or strictly sort of analysis of it? Uh, For this survey, I'm collecting it online. So I'm not working with the individuals who are submitting their dreams. Um, Certainly in other online forums where people are discussing dreams, we do some interpretation of those. Um, And I encourage everyone to start keeping a dream journal. I think it's a really interesting process. And now when you're recalling more dreams and you've got somewhat more time at home is an especially good time. What, um, so what is your personal kind of theory of why and how we have dreams? Cause I'm sure like many people debate like what, it, what they actually mean. Um, how do you go about thinking about them? Yeah, I certainly don't subscribe to any of the kind of one function theories about what dreams are for. Um, Freud said they were for wish fulfillment, and there's a modern theory that says they're for threat simulation. And if you think about those, they're about as opposite as two things can be. And I think they both fit some dreams and not others. Um, I think it's a little bit like asking why we have waking thought or what it's for. You either wouldn't ask it or you wouldn't expect a one-sentence answer. So I think dreams are just thinking in a really different biochemical state, and they're still concerned with all of our usual thoughts and concerns and wishes and fears and personal issues and emotional things and objective problems and professional stuff even. Um, So... I I think they're a little bit for everything, but they're this very visual, very intuitive, very emotional brain state. So we think differently, but about the same concerns. How do you interpret your own dreams? Like, are you having personally like weird COVID dreams? Uh, Yes, Uh, not Not so much currently, but I had some back in mid to late March when we were first getting used to the idea that it was coming and we had to shelter at home and stock up on things and we're hearing how the virus is communicated. Um, I had some anxiety dreams then uh, and I make art from my dreams. So I actually, um, I made two art pieces which have just because of all the attention to the COVID-19 dreams, they've gotten a lot more attention than my art usually does. One was in National Geographic. I never thought I'd have the National Geographic photo editor calling me up to see if they could run a piece of mine. Um, And the LA Times ran the other one and several media outlets illustrated things about dreams with them. So um, that was nice. That's Uh, cool. So you're multi-talented. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the art is, uh, is a sideline, but it's, it's an important one. That's really interesting. Um, do you, what do you think of the movie Inception? Do you think that that was um, like a, what are, your thought, what are your thoughts on how they represented dreams in that movie? 
I really loved the first half of the movie, that that scene where he's showing the architect that she's dreaming when when she's convinced that she's awake by asking her if she remembers how she got to the cafe. And then once she discovers it, she starts doing all this manipulation. I feel like that was very authentic to the dream world and to dream lucidity. And that early on, they were really doing some serious exploring of what dreams are like, and especially lucidity. But the second half of the dream seemed to me to just turn into mostly chase sequences. I think the plot was constructed so that um, in in a classic heist film, you have a clock ticking down on some action they have to do. And... And that um, gimmick of how time passes at one-tenth the speed, each level you go down into a dream, just has nothing to do with dreams and everything to do with how you can have four different clocks ticking on four different heist action things. And it just seemed like it was all chasing and shooting by, by the end. And the things said in the second half about dreams were not very realistic. So... That's I, funny. I was disappointed with the ending. I mean, the, the movie was like seven hours long, so <laughs> there had to be something realistic about it. Um, speaking about time, I feel like that was another question that um, a lot of our audience wrote in about, is that like, what does that mean? Like, why do sometimes they feel so long and sometimes it feels so short, but, it, but even though in reality you were asleep for a long time? Like, how does that, how does time transcribed in your dream world? Well, we, we go into rapid eye movement sleep, REM, every 90 minutes through the night. But our first REM period is just a few minutes long, like it can be four or five minutes long. And by the end of the night, if we sleep eight hours, the last one is about 30 minutes long. So in studies where they awaken people in the sleep lab and let them sleep differing amounts of time, into the the REM period, uh, there is a correlation between how much REM time the person's experienced and how long they subjectively feel like the dream lasts. So there are probably some other things in the content of the dream as to whether it it's sort of its plot is telling you that this is taking place over big jumps in time. But one of the factors is really how long you've been in the dream period that you are awakening from. Right. How do you study that as a, as a re like what's the actual method that you take when you're studying someone's dreams versus like, how do you compare their experience of the dream with the scientific data that you're gathering about their dream? Um, I don't do the EEG studies in the lab. I'm, I'm the editor in chief of the journal dreamings and I teach graduate level courses on dreams. So I have to stay on top of everything about the physiology and brain science of dreams, as well as the anthropology of dreams and a little bit of everything. But my own studies are collecting dreams as they're naturalistically recalled. I mean, that's what I'm most interested in because I think if you're a cognitive psychologist, like what's going on in someone's head that they would never remember unless you wake them up 
is quite interesting. But if you're either a clinician who's interested in using them in therapy, or you're just interested in the way the average person shares dreams, it's really only the ones that we naturally would remember that matter at all to that sort of discourse. Interesting. Is that, is it a thing that you can, if you don't remember your dream within 30 seconds that you'll fully forget it? And if that is a thing, why? Because <laughs> I feel that all the time. Like I remember waking up this morning, like, whoa, feeling like, wow, I had a really intense dream and I have no idea what it was now. Yes. You're a good observer of your, <laughs> of your processes. Um, and, and it's not unusual for people to remember the thought of like, wow, that was a vivid dream. I won't forget that one. And then that's all I remember. Um, And the reason is that during REM sleep, when most, not quite all, but most dreams are occurring, um, our short-term memories are active, but our long-term memory and storage transfer from short-term to long-term memory is not going on. So you need to wake up and activate the, the transfer and long-term storage for the memory to s- stay with you. And if you pass on into another sl- stage of sleep, it will be lost forever. But also, even if you wake up, if you turn your attention to something else very quickly, it won't get transferred into long-term memory. That's so cool. I like to think about memories as like, like actual storage, like physical storage, <laughs> or, or otherwise they're fleeting. Um, what about um, nightmares? Like, do they indicate something um, or is it just kind of random? Well, nightmares correlate with two things. One is just general anxiety. People who are more anxious by day in general have more nightmares. People who are more anxious at a given point in time are likelier to have nightmares then. So there's just a big, you know, broad anxiety component. The other factor, though, is vividness of your dream life. People who recall more dreams, recall longer dreams, have more emotional dreams. Some of the same people who have really beautiful peak experience dreams will also have more nightmares. So it correlates with this dream vividness, and it correlates with, with anxiety. So if you've got both, you've got a lot of nightmares. Um, also, there, there are two different kinds of nightmares. The, um, the garden variety that most of us have where a witch is chasing you down the hall or something pretty metaphoric is happening. Um, they're really normal for everyone to have. Children have more than adults on average. And again, high recallers will, will remember more than people who don't recall their dreams much. Uh, but they're very normal, and they don't necessarily bother the people who have them all that much. Some people are disturbed by regular nightmares, but others will say they think they're kind of interesting, they like to interpret them, or even that it's like going to a horror flick, that it's sort of um, stimulating. Whereas the other kind of nightmare are post-traumatic nightmares, where you've had a really horrible real-life event, and you have a dream that is either completely literally replaying it or it replays it and goes one step further to something you were only afraid was about to happen awake or it has some bizarre dream-like elements but still a lot of the core trauma and you just dream that over and over. And everyone that has post-traumatic nightmares is really upset by them. People say it's just like 
being traumatized again every night. They wake up feeling like the rape or house fire or battle just just happened again a few minutes ago. Um, and in this survey on COVID-19 dreams, from the, the average people, I'm seeing mostly anxiety dreams and a few nightmares, but they're kind of the garden variety nightmares mostly. And then it's the healthcare providers who are having the traumatic nightmares. Uh, they're dreaming much more literally about a patient who's dying of the disease and they're trying to put a tube down them or the respirator isn't malfunctioning. And so they're, they're struggling to save their life and they're failing. And, and that's the nightmare. It's just based on something that happens to them by day. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Smalls to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. We were going to ask if there's sort of a distinction in the types of dreams you've been seeing in different groups of people who are experiencing different stressors in the crisis, like for instance, healthcare workers or people who have lost their jobs or parents, um, if there's any been any sort of patterns that way, or if even like in general, you said you mentioned that you stay somewhat on top of the anthropological nature of dreams. If in general, different groups of people tend to dream differently? Um, let's see, there are a lot of questions there. Um, definitely, the healthcare workers, just their dreams are in a category by themselves. They look much more like combat veterans or people in a country where war is being fought on their soil. Um, just, you know, full-on trauma nightmares. Um, and I saw the same thing after 9-11, that the average person was worried about what had happened and whether it was going to happen again and was having anxiety dreams. But it was the first responders and the people who'd barely gotten out of the, the lower floors and the people who worked in lower Manhattan and were there in the streets when the bodies were falling. They were, they were the ones that had nightmares as bad as wartime. Um, so... 
So the healthcare workers, of whom there are about 600 in my sample, theirs look really different. Then there's another group that looks really different, which is people who've been very sick with it. When they describe their dreams while they had COVID-19, they look like classic fever dreams, um, which are kind of a thing unto themselves, and they're probably not from a normal state of sleep. They're, we think they're sort of a hybrid of sleeping brain states and waking brain states and just completely abnormal brain states all superimposed on each other. Um, but the imagery is not always, when you hear it, something that would be scary, but they're always really terrified. Like some of the dreams, they're just in one place and then suddenly they're in another place. Sometimes one place is their hospital room and, you know, another is some fantastic setting. And that can happen in a normal dream and we just don't bat an eye at, you know, yeah, I was in my living room a minute ago and now I'm out in this uh, desert. Uh, you know, that's, that's normal. Uh, but in these fever dreams, it's, they know they're hallucinating and they know they're confused and they don't know which, if any parts are real and they're desperately trying to sort that out. So they change locations and it's just completely terrifying. But they also have even more bizarre content. There was one guy who dreamed that the doctors were taking out his lungs and eventually replacing them with robot lungs that were attached to the outside of his body. And he was looking down, describing all these circuit boards on the lungs that he was now supposed to breathe with. And in the dream, he was ascribing his trouble breathing to the fact that he didn't know how to use the robot lungs. Um, was he on so, a ventilator? Um, he didn't say in the account. He said he was hospitalized. He didn't say if it was the ICU. I doubt it was a ventilator at that point because they usually sedate people so much that they would not tend to have recall for that period. I think he was just running a high fever on a more general medical unit. Do, do you, do you think and that that dream is maybe, but. do you think that that dream was maybe like a fear of having to be on a ventilator? Because that kind of sounds like what the dream was sort of describing. Yes. Um, a fear of having to be on a ventilator, but maybe just more broadly, a fear of what was happening in his lungs, to his lungs. Right. I have a, a just very specific question. Um, you were mentioning people being confused in their dreams. I often, also a personal question, I often have dreams where like I, the perspective shifts from where I am, I'm dreaming for myself and then it without noticing the shift, I'm dreaming from somebody else, whether or not I know the person is a real person or it, or I actually do know them. Does that like signify anything? Um, it's, it's a fairly common experience for people who have pretty high dream recall. Um, people who only recall a few dreams probably wouldn't identify with that at all. But Shifting perspective is pretty common, and it's kind of like what I would say about changing settings, that because our linear logic areas are not as active during dreaming sleep, we just don't question things like that. You know, now I'm, now I'm me, now I'm looking at me from outside, now I'm a different character. 
Um, I certainly see that in some of the COVID-19 dreams. Uh, one of my favorite ones is a woman who, she gets so mad about the COVID-19 virus and what it's doing that she turns into a giant antibody. And she has this superhuman strength from her anger. And so she's rampaging around, killing all of the virus that she can find. And she wakes up feeling like very satisfied and energized from that. That's funny. I feel like a lot of people are going to come up with great like movie ideas or book ideas from, from their dreams during this. Does that happen? Uh, yes, certainly. Um, any number. Amy Tan wrote a book based on a dream. Uh, the Twilight series was based on a dream. Anne Rice says most of the flying episodes and a few other details in her books are come from dreams. So yes, again, my survey is looking only at the ones that are about the pandemic, but, but among all the other vivid dreams that people are having as they catch up on sleep and shelter at home, lots of them will be about all their other issues, including professional creative issues. And I'm sure people are having some inspirational creative dreams right now. What about um, lucid dreaming? Could you explain what that is? And, you know, you, I've heard of people who are able to sort of, and I've sort of experienced this where I sort of feel more control, in control or aware of a dream than, than other times. Can you explain how that works and what that might mean? Well, the definition of a lucid dream is just a dream where you know you're dreaming while the dream is actually going on. And Many people can then control the dream somewhat, although that ranges a lot. Some people, once they realize it's a dream, have almost perfect control and they can just dissolve whatever they were seeing and, you know, choose a new dream topic. Um, others have no control. They're just, they know it's a dream as they're watching it, but it's still unfolding from their unconscious. And most people are somewhere in between. They can will things to change and they may change, but not exactly like they meant or not completely. Um, and I did one study on lucid dreams that I titled just how lucid are lucid dreams. And I posited a bunch of corollaries that if, if you were really lucid in the dictionary sense of thinking clearly that, that you would have to know once you realized it was a dream. And they were things like that the, objects in the dream world are not the are not physical objects you cannot bring them back from the dream that the characters you're seeing are not their real selves that you do not have to obey the laws of physics those kinds of things and for for each of those i found that they were they were true only about half the time uh, for each corollary, and that it was less than a quarter of the dreams that were fully lucid on all. You saw lots of things where someone said, this is a dream, and they start talking to a dream character about how we're both going to grab these two objects and both bring them back to prove we were in the same dream, or as soon as, as, soon as I wake up from this dream, I'm going to call you so we can verify this. Uh, there are people that realize it's a dream and they're still looking for a key to get out of a room instead of walking through the wall. Um, so, so we're often still kind of in our usual dream assumptions, even once we know it's a dream. 
What about um, people who don't really have dreams or are they just not remembering them? They're just not remembering them. If they were brought into a sleep lab and their brainwaves were watched while they sleep and they were awakened a few minutes into each period of REM sleep, they would tend to remember five dreams in an eight-hour sleep. Wow. Wow. The, the variation is very much in dream recall, not in dream time. Okay. And just one more kind of like overarching theme slash question, because I feel like dreams are so mysterious. Is there, does, does the type of dreams you have or that you, you know, your ability to control them, the way that just the content of them, does it really reflect on you? Like, can you look at these to, to somehow learn about yourself in a, in a real way? Um, there have been a few studies that do find correlations between what's called locus of control, which is just kind of how much control you feel like you have over your life in general and how readily you already control your dreams or can learn dream control. Um, there's another study that finds that playing lots of video games and doing virtual reality stuff tends to increase your control over, over dreams. It, generalizes model for for a state of consciousness that's that's not the literal physical world um so i mean i think you can learn a lot from just interpreting and thinking about any dreams but lucid dreams and other ones that that you exercise some control over um you know you can you can ask questions more directly um you know, you can interpret any dream, but in a lucid dream, you can ask a character who they represent. Why are you showing up in my dreams? Oh, I'm going to try that. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, just, be just before you, you hop off and we'll, we'll let you go and move on to non-scale wins, um, how did you get into this? I just had very vivid dreams as a child. So I was always interested in dreams. I just thought they were the most fascinating thing in the world or, or not of the world. And I think that most psychologists go to graduate school in psychology and then they pick a specialty. But it was more like I picked the specialty as a kid. And as I got older, I figured out that if I was going to get to think and talk about dreams all the time, I'd better go to graduate school in psych. That's, That's awesome. So, cool. so you love what you do. <laughs> yes, I, I totally do. That's awesome. It's so interesting. Yeah. Like I never really think about it until like, and then you realize there's a whole science behind it and it's so fascinating. Um, and so thank you so much, Dr. Barrett, for joining us today and sharing a little bit of your slice of science. And um, hopefully every, anybody who's listening, who's having trouble dreaming, I'm sure, I mean, not trouble dreaming, having stress dreams, I'm sure during the pandemic, um, what would you what would you say to them like if if they're having some trouble you know either sleeping or waking up with nightmares about the pandemic how would what would you what advice would you give the The best way to have fewer anxiety dreams is to think about what you would like to dream about um, something that's both happy but fairly calming and whether it's a person you'd like to visit with in your dreams tonight or a place you'd like to go or 
Lots of people like flying dreams. So just pick out what would I like to dream about tonight? And then as you're falling asleep, picture that person or place or yourself flying. And just the last thing as you're falling asleep, be telling yourself, I want to dream about this. I want to dream about this. And it makes it both likelier you'll have your chosen dream content, but also less likely that you'll have anxiety dreams. That's so sweet. I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah. That's like such a sweet thought. I feel like transported into being a kid. Me too. Me too. <laughs> well, yeah, oh that's gosh. definitely one that works equally well with, with children that parents can use if, they're, if their kids are I'm gonna, I'm troubled. Gonna but it works for adults. Me too. I'm going to try it. Well, I'm going to try dream about my grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, where can people pick up your book? How, the, how can the Committee you- of Sleep is the most relevant to this, and it's on Amazon as both a paperback and a Kindle. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. And Thank you. Okay, lovely talking to you. Uh, so great sweet to dreams talk to you. tonight. You too. <laughs> Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com. 
and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay, so that was really fun conversation. I like have never really thought about the science of dreams until like this came up. Right? You know, it's- it's funny. I actually feel like that's something I revisit like in my thoughts every <laughs> few years, like about dreams because dreams are so cool. I yeah. think really fun. Um, I have some really I, fucked up ones though sometimes. I, I think I have mostly good or like neutral dreams. Um, I don't want to jinx it or anything, but I, I haven't been having that many dreams during the pandemic, but I also feel like my sleep has been either extremely deep or I've been like waking up three times a night. So, huh? It's, yeah, I normally yeah. wake up a lot during the night to go to the bath, like to pee because like chugging water. But I haven't been, and I've ha- been having like either no dream or being like waking up really confused about what the fuck just happened in my head. Like I had this one recently, and it scared the living shit out of me. Maybe it was a month ago. It was so real. I can't even explain to you. Like I felt. Like I was being possessed. Like it was so weird. Like I was laying on my side and I physically felt like my blanket like slide off of me. And I don't watch scary movies for this exact reason. <laughs> but That's like, so it weird. Was, I was, I woke up so scared. I had to wake myself up to get out. I had to get out of the bedroom. I had to go sit in the living room to show myself there's nothing scary. And it was so, I hated it so much and it's still in my head, but it was What does the blanket have to do with it? Like, I felt like there was like a spirit or a ghost in my room physically. Like it was in my dream and then it was physically in my room. And like everybody who's listening, do not DM me that that was what was happening. Yeah, (laughs) don't. I will not, don't tell me that. But it was so scary and I don't know. Like, I don't know if that was like a manifestation of like anxieties due to pan- the Corona. It's definitely possible. Um, I mean, it's to be honest, it's probably likely like something that's been, that I've been thinking about lately is that I don't really feel like anyone's really processing that strongly what's going on. We all kind of just, you know, zoom, you know, all through zero. the live long day. Like I feel like there's very <laughs> little acknowledgement of the fact that, as of right now, almost 70,000 people, potentially more by the time this airs, have died in America. And like, we all just sort of gloss over that and are expected to like attend these like hour long Zoom calls. And no, seriously, like, we're all sort of just expected to like be fully functioning humans. And to think that that wouldn't manifest somewhere, especially in the unconscious, which is sure. what dreams sometimes are, like, is kind of crazy. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt zoom all the live long day zoom all the live long day that's what we're doing um yeah i agree with you i so funny because i just was talking to my therapist about she's like how are you feeling i'm like here's the thing i i'm having real trouble like identifying any like feeling like all i can really say is good versus bad like i can't come up with the adjectives to like describe some more specific thing that i feel she's like how do you feel i'm like <laughs> like I just because give noises. It's, because because honestly it is so overwhelming I think that it's hard yeah. to put into words and I only started to re- to like have brief moments where I fully I'm like holy shit 
Like, I, I, if you think back and really vividly try to picture it, picture the week of like March 10th. Like the fact that within a matter of hours, it went from being like, oh, I, it could be fine to you have not, we're, we're not going outside for, for months. And like the, the minute fact that we that were that, like, let's take this, this is serious versus wait. Yeah, like that rapid shift that happened and everyone just sort of is like expected to immediately be like, oh, this is like a fine adjustment, like never leaving your house, seeing loved ones, like having to wear a mask outside and not be in contact with anyone and like Clorox your groceries and not do anything you were planning to do for months. That's wild. And the fact that we're all just sort of like, oh, okay, like I'm no, that's happening is something that I think will come back later. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I was talking to her and she was like, what are you feeling? Like, how, how do you, how do you feel? And I'm like, I honestly, like, I think part of the fact is, is that I'm doing everything that I normally do in my living room. Like I worked, I just worked out in this piece of the living room. I relaxed in this piece of the living room. I worked on the, in this piece of the living room in one box. And she's like, you're, what you're feeling is like, like symptoms of the isolation like that's it's it's like you've you've isolated yourself and everybody else has from like all like your friends or like just any like social contact and you're noticing that like your needs aren't being met and I'm like yeah for sure (laughs) I'm feeling bad (laughs) yeah but it's hard to it's hard to like I'm eating in the exact same room like everything is happening in one place and it's just it's it's so wild and I, I never like I didn't even like kind of I never thought of that before like I didn't think about that like yeah like I knew that like logically like this is where I am and this is the only place I am right. but but like to think that everything you now do happens here well it's so the I sort of think about it as like okay if I were to describe what's going on as a plot of a book yeah be like oh my god what a crazy premise for a book <laughs> you know what I mean like like yeah like, seems you like would someone be like oh would that's that's fantasy yeah seems like someone would came up with that from a dream <laughs> yeah exactly so it's sort of like okay so we're all supposed to collectively as a group live the uh, the plot of a sci-fi book or maybe not sci-fi but some form of like non-fiction we're all supposed to sort of just like be living that and acting like, oh, there's nothing going, nothing to see here. No weird emotions, yeah. no, no shock, no underlying currents of anxiety and fear. Like literally, we're just all expected to like continue working out, you know, cook all our meals, you know, keep, keep our jobs, you know, up yeah. and even, even take advantage of the opportunity. Um, well, and then, like, be constantly in contact with family and friends who all may have issues. Plus, there's, like, what if you got laid off? What if you have a sick, you know, family one, member yeah. or loved one? What if you are a healthcare worker? Yeah. It's crazy. I think, though, like, the advice for that, which we keep talking about every episode, is, like, just to sort of give in to that so like if you're feeling like you can't do something today like take a mental health day you know like really like if you but then some days when you wake up and you're like I can I can kind of I have the emotional strength to to like go about my day can even I even have like more energy today like because I rested 
rest because I did rest yesterday. (laughs) Like that's all okay too. Like don't like do everything without judging yourself for, for it. Something I've been wondering is if the emotional strength I've been having to like stick to my routine and be fine. Well, A, I wonder if it's just that I'm truly agoraphobic and this is better for, is genuinely less stressful for me personally, just Uh only me personally. But let's say, but then on the other hand, I sort of wonder like, oh, maybe this is like a repeat of my um, behavior that like I had a childhood, which is just like work, work, work and shut it out and like just do what I feel like I'm supposed to do and process nothing. Right. I just wonder which one it is or if it's both or if it's neither. I actually think it's probably the agoraphobic tendencies thing to me. <laughs> but, but, but for other but for, you know, for other people who might be experiencing this sort of like weird fineness, like weird calm. Yeah. Yeah. I think for, for me, it goes in waves. It's like yeah. one day, like one day I can't. And some days I want to, you know, it's really right. like, it's what I, I, going outside though is the thing though, that's keeping me sane. Right. That's, that's like, due to, like, even though I, I know that I should go outside and therefore I do. And I go walk because the, like you can, I just like physically see like, my apartment like imploding on me (laughs) you know what I mean like that like being like I'm scared to go outside but that means that I really should there's nothing there's nothing actually scary if you walk alone (laughs) well here's the thing it's impossible to walk alone because you can't sit outside in Manhattan without there being a ton of people around many of whom don't wear masks okay yeah yeah yeah. I'm not saying like yeah but I'm saying like a lot of like the relaxation that people want is that especially if you live in a city is like you you need somewhere to go yeah okay but the parks are full of people congregating groups not wearing masks i can't go on my third rant of the day about this so i'm just not going to but like it's yeah it's it's understandable why people are feeling stressed because you're scared that that you're being your safety is being jeopardized by the fact that not everyone has the same respect for public health yeah, no, I agree. I, I can also understand where the people are coming from who go and do the the outside thing like and, and go, yeah. but I don't get why they do it without masks. That to me is... Well, that's really what I'm talking about. I'm like, like, like I, part of wear a mask is not clear that you have to continue to wear it. Like you don't just wear it outside I, and then take it off. Like I walked, Rusty and I, we walked all the way to the West Side Highway. Enough. And <laughs> we I, walked I all the way to the West Side Highway and... I was shocked. There were so many people here and my my I all of a sudden I like like I got really tight tense and I was like we need to get the fuck out of here. There's so many people they're coming near me. I need to like I need to, we need to run. Like I I'm like dodging people left and right and I'm like what is going on? This is this is this, we're all together here and I just I everybody was so close. I know. I know. But then there were some people, which I like to see, like a group of friends sitting far apart and just kind of talking loud. Like I could hear their conversation but yeah. like because they were so far from each other. And I was like, that's nice. That's right. We should do that. I know. No, <laughs> but I'm, because I mean, the city's so cramped, it's impossible. Right. You can't do it. So yeah, it's it crazy. Sucks. Um, it's tough. It's tough. I understand people like want to go outside. Then they, you know, it's once you were like being a little more relaxed, you know, 
well, it doesn't really have to be six feet. Why can't it be four feet? It's like the virus doesn't care. doesn't have like some arbitrary stoppage at six feet. Like it's a, it's a recommendation for safety. Yeah. And it also changes based on your, like the perimeter, like it, you're, somebody's more at risk at getting, um, it from you from behind rather than next to you. Like I saw this because you're like, they're like in your wake. Like, yeah. Like if people, if, if there was like an advice about jogging. I saw on Instagram, like somebody behind you is more likely to get your, your germs than someone next to you. You know, <laughs> When I was running outside earlier in this crisis, I had this weird thing in my head that I didn't want to run behind anyone for that like reason that I have no scientific basis for it. I was just like, no, this yeah, was science. science this was a science. This was, it was like <sighs> a heat map. <laughs> well, that's okay. Well, I'm glad that it's verified because I was in my head. I was like, I don't want to be downwind from anybody. Like just, it seemed illogical to me. Um, I don't want to say that it's verified. I wouldn't use that word. <laughs> I would say that it was suggested. <laughs> okay, fine. But like, um, whatever. Yeah, I just, yeah. okay, I'm a germaphobe. I, I feel like I'm in tune to how it works. Yeah, it's weird. I'm not like that much of a germaphobe. I'm like gr- grossed out. I became out. one. I yeah. became one. Sometimes I'm, not- I'm just like, get away from me. Everybody needs to stay away. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah. In my normal life, I was, I was not. And then I have become one. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. What's your non-scale win? Yeah, what's your non-scale win? You Um, made some crazy shit on Instagram. Food, I mean. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, guess what I'm making tonight? What? A garden focaccia. Like, I'm going to decorate it. Um, Like a bread? like a bread that I'm going to decorate with vegetables on it. Has like it been proven? Pattern. The, the, it's proving now. Oh, yeah? It, I, well, I tried to do it last night, but then I realized, oh, I have to wait 24 hours, so it'll be tonight. Last what night I made you? steak. It was so good. A skirt? Okay. No, 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 no. Thick, 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 thick. thick. Did you put it like a thermometer in? No, but we got a meat thermometer. So excited, How did right? you know it was done? I just looked. Do you cut it open? Yeah. Yeah. A few times. But yeah, I, Cafe Sam has been a success. I saw the sign. It's so cute. 
That's so uh, so the it. sign. Um, we, we, but that was not, that's not really my oh, skill. Okay, what's your win? Although it could, that could be. Um, I don't mean, I shouldn't tell you what yeah. your win is. You that, tell that is everyone. A, that is a win. Okay. That is a win because, but also kind of like the way I've been like looking at it as like a creative outlet. I'll, okay. Maybe I will do this as my, as my non-scale win and next week I'll do the, the non-scale win I was about to preview. Okay. Because it will have happened. Okay. Because my non-scale win was a plan for tomorrow. Oh, okay. I know what it is. Okay. You know what it is. Okay. So you guys will hear about it next week. Yeah. Um, but this one is, so earlier in quarantine, I was like very frustrated about cooking. And the reason is because I realized I used to feel like, oh, if I cook, I have to cook healthy, only salt, pepper, olive oil. I have to just cook this chicken, salmon, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now that I like have moved past that and started cooking for deliciousness and not for health, it is so much more fun because I, I feel like I can just be creative and like just try different things and, and like an emerald. <laughs> yeah. Like I can just try new dishes and it, it has become more like pleasurable to do. And the other piece of it is that I was always part of why I didn't want to cook like this is because I was afraid like, Oh, if I have it in the house. Like I'll just eat so much. Like I can't trust myself to eat. Oh, to yeah. Cook delicious. That's, that annoys me. That whole, I, I, I thought. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, felt that way. And yeah. I felt like, oh, I can't cook delicious because I'll have like, I, I'll get fat because I'll, I'll have all the food around and I won't be able to control myself. I found that now because I have a mo I have like a time of day that I look forward to like around six, I start cooking, you know, I, it's like a therapeutic moment. And then like we eat the food together. It's become such a more satisfying, like gratifying time in my life that I'm not, I don't, sometimes I don't even like think about dessert until like, later or and I don't overeat as much because it's like I'm genuinely into what I'm having yeah in the process that's great I have a question how do you like decide your process of deciding what you're going to make that day and then like the whole defrosting process oh so the I'm bad at it okay so Avi Avi set a reminder on my phone hold on I'll show you um because I had so many days in a row where I fucked that up yeah, no, it's really hard, and then you're just like, "Fuck, I'm not." I know. Order. He okay. made he made a he made a an alarm. Determined dinner. What time is it at? It's at 10 a.m. He said it with me. Determined okay. dinner plan. Take out from freezer. So sometimes, sometimes that's not enough time though. Ten. Yeah, like six plus two, eight. Well, it depends what I'm making, but now I've started to think about it the night before in case there's any like long day ingredients or like that you have to like cook for the whole day or something. Um, you have to um, do frost in the fridge, by the way. Oh, I don't. I defrost in the You sink. have to. Defrost in the fridge because bacteria can grow in room temperature. I also saw that. Good to know. So, I will. Yeah. Okay, that's so now I'm going to have to defrost earlier. I'm going to have to defrost the night before. It's not enough time. So you always, yeah, right. the night before. And I'm just like, I don't know what I want tomorrow. How am I going to know? Well, well, I kind of have started to think in advance because I have to build my grocery list like in advance for Instacart. Yeah. Then I say, okay, I'll probably make these things this week. And then it's just a question of like assigning a night to each one. But I do right. it all in the New York Times cooking app. Like I really haven't strayed from that, which has really helped because it's such like an easy, intuitive app. And like, it's just all easy. You don't get scared by like the weird ass ingredients. I love that they're weird ingredients. Like I love that. Like that, you have now, like weird spices by, now. 
Yeah, some of them. And also like, well, sometimes I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to use this bucket. Like, yeah, (laughs) who cares? Um, But also like I've started enjoying my own food more than I enjoy takeout because it's hot. Yeah. And and like I made it. So I know it's exactly my flavor. It also tastes better when you made it because you put effort into it. You can enjoy it better. Yeah. So I, so I mean, if I don't have time or I feel really lazy, I'll still get takeout. But like my takeout experiences have not been amazing. So I've really enjoyed this. That's awesome. What about gonna, you? I'll Watch try, I'll try look, look in the app. But yeah. I just get so deterred from the weird ingredients. And just then I'm ignore like, them. Like in some cases, they just aren't necessary. Like, What's the I've weirdest never... spice you bought? Um, Like Zatar. We didn't buy a Zatar. We had Zatar. We have really weird spices. There's Cuban, I don't have paprika. weird spices. You have the Jennifer Fisher salts. <laughs> Those are the best. But they, they're not, they don't cut, no recipe calls for them. <laughs> well, honestly, like you don't, Okay, some things you will need to order in advance, but like, yeah, some. Okay, I'll there think was about it. Get this, make the soy steak that I made last night. It was so okay, good. send it to me. Yeah, it's um, like okay. Yeah, my wins. I have two wins. One win, obviously, I have to shout this out. We did our first DST live Peloton ride. It was um, so fun this Sunday. It was so hard. Also, because like the. Like some of the girls DM me after she's like, I was trailing right in front of you or behind you. And you're like motivating me. So I wanted to win. Like, I was like, me too. I was like trying to go, but it was so fun. Um, The class was so difficult and I beat my personal like record by like 14. Like a lot. They usually measure your output and I usually beat it by like one or like I never beat it. I got it by 14 towards the end. I thought I was going to vomit. I'm like, must climb leaderboard, <laughs> like fucking climbing Everest. It was so great. We're going to do it again. Um, it was and the motivation I, of the DSTers. It was the mo- It was just so cool. Like I looked on the leaderboard. Everyone had DST in their bio. It was just like so fun. I felt like we were in a real class and there was like 53 people who came and that's like more than an actual class. And it That's was a lot. awesome. Yeah, especially because not everybody had a Peloton. So like that was like awesome. So I think also Live Method, Matt was like, we should do this. We should do an Insta Live. Um, and I'm like, yeah. definitely. A lot of people said they want to do that. So we're going to plan that. Everybody stay tuned. Um, obviously, he. I, I talked to him this morning. He said, obviously, all like body work kind of stuff. No weights required. So that's gonna that's come great. okay my my big win was that i went for a jog i went for a run <laughs> in roslyn rusty and i have been driving to roslyn to literally just see trees basically just like to be outside and then we go back to the city um i ran in country states up the hills it was so i kept up with rusty who is a good quite hilly did you go on chestnut Oh, yeah. We went up Chestnut. I called for Alexa. I was just like, you know, cruising. I was I, the best song to run to. Let me just say is The Greatest Showman. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it? Yes, it's like, it is. This is a great- <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the one that's uh, the one that's. I I won't fall. The face that all I like is me. Look out, cause here I come. I have those two on my mix. And I'm marching on to the beat I Okay, well, like, I played it like three times during my three mile run. Towards the end, I was like, we could keep going. He's like, it's time. It's time to stop. I was like, what? It was felt so good. I just bought new sneakers, these boosts. 
I was bouncing around Adidas boots. Das oh, boots. I thought he said Das boots. Adidas boots. Um, yeah, I was like cranking up my knees. They were, they were, I was just like hopping around countries. It was just great. Took a tour of Roslyn High. No oh, one good. was there. It was so creepy. Yeah. It was so creepy. Like- I, I, the ghost of Frank Tassone. Literally. Well, he's alive. But we, I, we walked <laughs> past like the administration building. It's like, whoa, this is where he was. This is where Gluckin was. This is the scene of the crime. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was running outside when- is so much better in a beautiful suburb with nice houses to look at. Let's be real. Obviously, especially what, <laughs> especially because also in those neighborhoods, there's nobody on the street, unlike in Central Park or every other city park. Yeah. That's when I started running in the first place in our nice, like our nice part of the, like the new part of our neighborhood. The ni- that's yeah, where the- I would go. You'd be like, ooh, that's also it's flat there. Extremely flat. <laughs> Extremely um, flat. Couldn't be flatter. Yeah, it was flat there. Flatlands. Um, so yeah, I may or not move to the suburbs come November. We'll see. <laughs> oh my God. My mom's moving to the suburbs of Long Island, so, probably. I thought you said or New York. I thought you said Queens. She's not sure. She she changed she literally just sent me a house in Glen Cove. Like she's changing Send her mind constantly. I sit on Zillow all day. It's a little cute cottage. Um <laughs> I'm dying. That's she's amazing. Yeah. I mean she's one person, so it's like her it's option. It's harder. It's harder because you're one like to get something small enough, but big enough well yeah she just needs like a two-bedroom yeah pretty much but like an apartment a house what is it what is what should it be but i'm very excited that she's gonna come back yeah i think she'd probably do better with an apartment but there's less maintenance i agree i keep trying to steer her toward apartment yeah because like you don't have but don't, she wants a yard for i feel that so maybe she should live in like a, a community like one of those apartments that have like communal like area. with your mom that that's a house like she had to buy that house that's a house that's a house, house. It's like a condo yeah. house. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So those are our wins, guys. Um, I just, I love all the DSTRs, the messages we get, the posts on the, on, in the Facebook group. Everybody go join the Facebook group. It's called Diet Starts Smarts. If you want to make your own subgroup, which somebody has, shout out to Lauren. She made the Eat My DST group for all Peloton people. Um, yeah. We really love you guys. Email us DST at Betches.com. Submit your non-scale wins. Submit any questions you want us to answer. Dear DST or dear Sammy and Aileen. Um, and if you want to send us like cool dreams you're having, do it. I would yeah. you, that we could, we should read those if we get any cool ones in. Um, and yeah, follow us at Aileen at Sammy. Pretty simple. That's and- it. Das das boot. <laughs> das boot. And yeah, Sammy is going to keep making her warm salads, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried a warm salad yet, actually. Aileen, have you ever had a warm salad? <laughs> <laughs> They're good. Maybe I'll try that. Yeah, you should make a nice goat. Maybe on the side of my focaccia bread tonight. What are you going to put on your bread? Is that the dinner? No, no. that's just... No, the, no I'm going to maybe do something else for dinner just to make um, it feel like... You should transport yourself to Italy, make some focaccia, make a really delicious pasta, like maybe not with red sauce, but like butter. Bobby's going to request a, a, a protein? protein. Okay. So you can add some. Maybe chicken. I'll just have some. Like, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't actually want a protein with it. So I'm just going to be like, have the salmon that we have like pre-made. Salmon's a protein. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's, what that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I, yesterday I was craving eggs and I just made eggs. That is, that is free will. 
Freedom. This is America. I want eggs and I make eggs. (laughs) You want eggs? I'll give you eggs. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. We're always with you. (laughs) Always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is hosted by Aileen Cooperman and Sammy Fishbine. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Our podcast producers are Mike Coscarelli, Sean Kilby, and Carly Rice. And artwork is by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram and email your questions and non-scale wins to DST at Betches.com. Betches.